This is America on Par, a powerful punch of political punditry in a pithy podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Parr. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for telling your friends about it. I've been working on a major project for the last several months. We're getting close to being able to launch, and when we do, I'll share a lot more information about it with you. But one of the pieces to this project, this big project I've been working on, had me digging through the thoughts and ideas the founding fathers had, their vision for this nation, their hopes for these future generations. And the more I looked at what they said, the more obvious it became that we have strayed from their original vision. Look at all the problems in America today. And I believe the reason those things aren't working right is because our actions don't match the words that created this country in the first place. The economy, crime, budget, education, it's all dysfunctional today because we aren't running America the way it was intended. All right, if you have a gasoline engine and you put diesel into the tank, it ain't going to work right, right? Well, we've been given this engine. I call it the Liberty engine, and we aren't putting the right fuel into it anymore. No wonder things are sputtering. Let me give you some specific examples of how the words said by our founders don't match the actions taken by Americans today. Let's start with two quotes that are basically on the same topic from two of our most famous founders, Patrick Henry and Thomas Jefferson. First, Patrick Henry. He was the first governor of Virginia. He was the same man who famously said, give me liberty or give me death. Now, eventually, he got both. But there's another line from him that I want to focus on. He was arguing for the ratification of the Constitution by the state of Virginia when he said, quote, the Constitution is not an instrument for the government to restrain the people. It is an instrument for the people to restrain the government, lest it come to dominate our lives and interests. Dominate our lives and interests. If we're not restraining the government, it will dominate us. We've gotten away from that idea. The government now dominates your life. Some of you may not recognize that because for most of our lifetimes, government has been a constant pressure. Just like you don't feel the force of gravity pulling you down doesn't mean that gravity doesn't exist. You just don't notice it every minute of every day because you're used to it. But our lives are dominated by the government to an extent the founders never planned. The sheer volume of regulations, the number of government employees, the loopholes and red tape you have to navigate just to be able to do things like own property or set up a business. Can you think of anything you do that isn't regulated in some way by the government? Watching TV, that's regulated by the government. Turning on the air conditioner, Regulated by government. Listening to this podcast, the internet is becoming more and more regulated by government. The government has restrained you in most aspects of your life, and that is the exact opposite of what the founders had in mind. And at the same time, the restrictions that were placed on the people in government are being weakened. 
through executive orders like Obama's amnesty plan and bad decisions made in the courts. Those restrictions the founders placed on government are being ignored or worse. They're being altered by the individuals in government itself. That leads to the second quote is from Thomas Jefferson. He said, quote, in questions of power, then let no more be heard of confidence in man but bind him down from mischief by the chains of the Constitution. You've heard that phrase, power corrupts, absolute power corrupts, absolutely. That's the idea. Even if you have a good person going into office, if you don't bind them, they will commit mischief. They will do things they aren't supposed to be doing. Again, the founders were very much trying to restrict the government and the people in government. But we haven't been vigilant in protecting that idea. As a result, the legislative branch has given power to the executive branch to make rules and regulations that don't have to be authorized by Congress. How did the IRS get away with targeting political opponents? There are people in the, off, in the IRS we had confidence in, and yet they used their power for mischief. Well, the IRS got to write its own regulations, not Congress people who might have been thought to have had good character, people we might have had confidence in abused that power and they got away with it because our government isn't operating the way it was designed. It's operating on the principle of what it can get away with, not what it should be doing. Let's move on to a quote from Ben Franklin. In his writings, he said, quote, I am for doing good to the poor, but I differ in opinion of the means. I think the best way to do good for the poor is not making them easy in poverty, but leading or driving them out of it. In my youth, I traveled much, and I observed in different countries that the more public provisions were made for the poor, the less they provided from themselves, and of course became poor. And on the contrary, the less was done for them, the more they did for themselves and became richer, close quote. Franklin knew something about poverty himself. He left home at the age of 13, never looked back. He didn't live off of family money. He climbed his way up from the very bottom rung. So if you look at America today, we have 46.7 million people below the poverty line. That's the most ever. As a percentage basis, it's about 15% of the population. Before Lyndon Johnson started his war on poverty in the 1960s, the poverty rate was falling steadily. It had been about 25% in the Eisenhower administration and was dropping all the way through Eisenhower, all the way through Kennedy. It was about 13% when LBJ passed the Great Society programs, including welfare and Medicaid. But LBJ's programs didn't solve poverty. It made the poor comfortable in their poverty. We didn't actually bring anybody or drive anybody out of poverty. The poverty rate's been bouncing between 10 to 15% ever since, with our current rate being higher than it was when the Great Society programs were first proposed. There are no provisions for the poor in the Constitution. It's not mentioned in there anywhere. That's because the founders didn't think it was a job for the federal government. Today, we think it is, and as a result, we haven't actually been able to reduce poverty at all. It's actually going the other way. Ben Franklin's words had meaning.
We should follow them. So have we gotten so far away from those original plans for America? This next quote gives a pretty good explanation. It's from Samuel Adams, the cousin of our first vice president and second president, John Adams. Yes, it's the same Sam Adams, the beer's named after. Here's what he said, quote, How strangely will the tools of a tyrant pervert the plain meaning of words? Close quote. The tools of a tyrant will pervert the plain meaning of words. That's why you hear me say on these podcasts over and over that words have meaning. When you start to change the meaning of words, like what is and is not a marriage, we change the definition of that word. Plain meaning, it now means something else. When you start to do that, you are engaging in tyranny. So when our current Chief Justice of the Supreme Court says that Obamacare is constitutional because the word fine actually means tax, even though the legislators who passed the law insisted that the word fine didn't mean tax, then he was engaging in tyranny. He was acting like a tyrant, not a jurist. When he did it again to say that Obamacare was still constitutional because the words exchange established by the states meant exchange established by the states or federal government, then he was perverting the plain meaning of words. He was acting like a tyrant, not a jurist. When our top judges act like tyrants, we lose freedom, all of us, each one of us. You have been personally injured because of Obamacare. It has raised both the cost of your health care and the cost of your health care insurance while reducing your choices of doctors or hospitals. You have been hurt by this law. And it should have never been passed because it was unconstitutional in the first place. Then... Once it was passed, it should have been struck down. But the tyrants in power changed the plain meaning of words. Samuel Adams, one of our founding fathers, warned us against this. We've all ignored his warning. Why? Because we didn't know about it. Honestly. You never heard that quote before, did you? Why not? Because we've never heard this other quote. We've ignored it if we did as well. This one comes from Noah Webster. Yes, the guy who wrote the dictionary. He was also a lawyer and a political writer. Here's what he said, quote, Every child in America should be acquainted with his own country. He should read books that furnish him with ideas that will be useful to him in life and practice. As soon as he opens his lips, he should rehearse the history of his own country. Close quote. We obviously didn't do that. If you think we did, just look up videos on YouTube from Jay Leno or Jesse Waters or Mark Dice. The average person knows almost nothing about American history. They not only never have heard these quotes, but they think that the American Revolution ended slavery and that we fought it against the Germans. In case you were wondering, no, it did not end slavery, and no... We didn't fight it against the Germans. That's the average person, by the way. By definition, half of America is less informed than that. 
So have we strayed so far away from the way America was founded, from how our nation was designed to work? Simply, we looked the other way. We were chasing Pokemon or keeping up with the Kardashians or managing our fantasy football team or recovering from Pac-Man fever or doing the hustle or learning to hula hoop or whatever other fad came along to distract us at the time. And while we were looking for our secret decoder rings, tyrants were changing the meanings of plain words. And as a result, the Constitution, which was designed to tie down government, has instead tied us up in red tape and bureaucracy and, yes, tyranny. I said at the top of these podcasts, we weren't putting the right fuel into this Liberty engine, and that's why it's not working anymore. Here's one more founding father. You've probably heard of him because of that new Broadway hit and because he's on your $10 bill, Alexander Hamilton. He was the first Secretary of the Treasury. He said, quote, A sacred respect for the constitutional law is the vital principle, the sustaining energy of a free government. That respect for the Constitution and its purpose is the fuel America should be running on. It's not, but it's what we should be doing. The people we have elected as our leaders do not feel properly restrained by the Constitution. They have instead operated on the principle that the only things that are unconstitutional are the things they can't actually get away with. And the less we pay attention, the less we know about how this nation was designed to work, the more they can get away with. Our freedoms diminish. Our futures dim. And tyranny grows like black mold in the dark corners of our home, America. I hope that if you are listening to these podcasts that you will make a commitment to learn more about why America was founded, and how it's supposed to work. Seek out that wisdom the first generations of Americans possessed and apply it to these latest generations. Teach yourself, then teach your family, and require the men and women you vote for to be held to those standards established in the first days of our nation. Don't let them change the plain meaning of words because words have meaning. Thanks for listening. If you like these podcasts, please share them with your friends on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can always do so on my website, americaonpar.com. I'm Stephen Parr, and I can still see old glory flying over me. In the first light of the morning, I can see old glory flying over me. I can